Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Secret Space Sunday. Or if you're listening to us on the podcast, Neil Center Engage As You Can Power, welcome. Thank you for, for making time today to check in. Um, I'm Mark Christmas. I'm a Reiki master and I'm a director of the Holistic Wellness at the Nia Center. And next to me is my wife, Naomi Jewel, the founder and spiritual director of the Nia Center. Uh, Nia. Nia means definition and purpose. You've heard her say this before. And the Nia Center presents Sacred Space Sunday. Right? It's here where we have our spiritual conversations that will engage, educate, and empower you. We draw from the insights of sacred texts, wisdom from teachings across the ages, sages from the past and present, and universal ethical principles for practical strategies for transformation that create oneness, joy, and love. Uh, our transformation model was insight plus application equals results. Today's spiritual conversation topic is let's talk about joy. Let's talk about joy. It's one of our, uh, as we said, it's one of our uh, practical uh, strategies for transformation to create oneness, love, and joy. Um, our program will include uh, affirmation, a posture of presence, mindful moment, and a talk uh, in a conversation to engage, educate, and empower. Next, we recommend a practice where you can apply the insights and close with a prayer to take you into your day and days ahead. Wonderful, wonderful. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And so wherever you are, whenever you are, we welcome you. And as Mark said, we're going to talk about joy, but we send you oneness, love, and joy to just open our conversation today. And, you know, it is summertime here in the United States, which is my favorite time of year. Good morning, Auntie. Good morning, Auntie. Uh, for We uh, like to say good morning and welcome to those that join us live uh, by name. So if you are coming in via broadcast, please put a note in the chat so that we can shout you out and welcome you again. Yeah, but it's summertime, which is my favorite time of year. And I think we've talked about in uh, recent episodes about the fact that, you know, climate change is not something that is a future event. It is a now event and we are experiencing it in, in many ways. I found myself wondering this morning as I walked the dogs and it was raining, I was just like, We've gotten quite a bit of rain this summer, which to me is not a bad thing. It's good. It's, I mean, we live in Maryland, and so it's very green, and we live in an area where the grounds are just very well kept, and I just think about all of the uh, trees and bushes and flowers and just, you know, how, you know, this is very welcome for them, so I'm, I'm happy about the rain because the rain hasn't been ongoing. It's periodic. Um, and I we didn't have any for several months, though. We didn't have any this spring. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it, you know, I'm not complaining about this rain at all because it's periodic. Right. And, and so, you know, it's not like it's consistent rain and it's not always heavy rain. It, you know, it, it shifts. Rain can be relaxing. And I thought to myself, you know, I wonder if this is what it's like to live, you know, Seattle and other places where it rains on a more regular basis. But I don't know, uh, because it has been fairly gray this summer, all things considered. You know, uh, Maryland is usually some 
very sunny and it's been a little gray, but it, it didn't bother me. The rain, it doesn't bother me. What about you? Uh, I, you know, I like the summer. I don't know if it's my favorite or not. I do like it uh, more so as a teacher because you get some time off from school. Um, and so, but um, uh, yeah, you do a lot of activities outside in the summer. I haven't played golf yet, but golf is one of the things you can do. Uh, I know there's a group playing this morning. I was invited to play. Um, uh, I haven't been fishing in such a long time. Some reminds me of fishing with my grandmother uh, and a friend and family named Keith Bledsoe. We used to go fishing up in Wisconsin in the summer. Uh, so a lot of different things you can do in the summer. I do want to go whitewater rafting. So uh, we'll see if we can get that in before the year, before school starts back. Yeah, uh, August will be here soon, and we start to transition into a different period of life. So want to enjoy each one of these days that are left in in this what we call summertime. I'm not on break, but you know, still able to take many breaks. So very much an appreciation of that. I also wanted to talk about before we get into our talk, um, an interesting article that I read um, this morning. It's in today's New York Times, at least um, um, the online version. It's pretty easy to get to. And the article is called How a Vast Demographic Shift Will Reshape the World. And it is by Lauren Leatherby. And the article talks about how, uh, generally speaking, that the world is aging, meaning that there are going to be larger and larger populations of um, more senior people than there are working age people. And it, it has never been the case um, in, in the history of, of humans as, as we've recorded it. Um, you all probably are aware that, you know, people didn't always live, uh, well, you know, depending on what books you read, people live to be hundreds of age is uh, in, in some period of time, 200, 300, whatever was un, was not uncommon in, in some books that you read. But the more contemporary scientific books tell a different story that it wasn't uncommon for people to die 30s, 40s, 50s. And so... This article says for decades, the world's dominant powers have benefited from large working age populations that drive economic growth, right? Growth, because who works all the jobs that make the world go round? It's people who are of working age and that population is diminishing around the world. It says by 2013 already, Japan quarter of Japan's population was 65 and older, older, 65 and older as of 2013, making Japan the oldest large company country ever. And then essentially they said soon much of Western Europe will follow with record old age populations. Next will be South Korea, Britain, and Eastern Europe, along with China. At the same time, countries with uh, that are called low-income countries, which is a designation, it's actually a designation um, that's given by um, the World Bank and other people who do development, they categorize nations based on their economic powers of GDP, low-income, low-middle-income, upper-middle-income, up, upper Is that like developing nation? Right. Yes, but it's more specific than that. It's like I said, the categories, low-income, low-middle-income, 
right? Upper middle income, upper income. So, you know, they, they categorize it. So particularly the low income, which is at the lower lowest range here, will have the prime age labor forces. So, so what does that mean? That means that, you know, starting now and increasing places like Europe, China, Asia are going to have people 65 and older that are not working. So where will the world and world economies and companies or whatever draw their workforce from? They will have to look to countries like in South America, in, in, in Africa, different countries will be where the labor force is. And what will that mean for the geopolitical landscape and really where power and economy is driven around the world? So, you know, we've long talked about that this is an international world and international economies, but there are so many factors that play into that. And so this age piece is going to play uh, a, a factor. And then also, they note in the article that, you know, things like pensions and immigration policies, all of these things will need to shift because if your country uh, has a large percentage of people who aren't working, then you've got to import workers. That means immigration policies have to allow people to come from countries that right now you might not be so uh, open and welcoming to. So mm -hmm. I thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah. Wow. So um, the world is aging. Did they say where America is in that list? Uh, America is definitely, they said America, it's definitely one of the countries where people are aging, not as rapidly as China and Europe. Um, but certainly America is not in the group where it's going to have the higher numbers of, you know, working age people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they said life expectancy, they've increased life expectancy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. But you just wouldn't think about that in terms of what is going to drive the future is is the age and that there'll be more older people than than younger people. Yeah, that is a concept. All right. Respect your elders. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And 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 fortunately, you know, people are living longer and wanting to work longer. And so, you know, that'll shift a lot of philosophies and approaches. And then it's just the way people think of work and how long you work. So people can probably expect to work much longer, not only before their interest, but because organizations are going to be driving you to work longer because they need you in the workforce. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they say where wasn't I work in the federal government. Wasn't it talk about changing the retirement age a year or two ago when Trump was there? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they were talking about making it younger. I know in the federal government that the average employee, the majority of employee, are boomers. So certainly, the federal government in the United States is made up of a lot more um, older people than younger people. Got it. At least in senior roles. 
So, but it's not like that in the private sector. So it's just interesting. Anyways, so uh, here at Sacred Space Sunday, you can stay in touch with us via all uh, social media today. If you're not already watching us live, if you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook, you can cast to your TV and uh, see us in HD. Um, please don't tell me about that. I don't like to think of myself in HD. I don't think too many people do, but you know. I like to watch HD, just somebody else, not myself. And this month we are celebrating birthdays as we celebrate birthdays every month. And this month, um, um, cancers, we are in cancer season from June 22nd to July 22nd. So the cancers have a few uh, more days to celebrate. So happy birthday, happy birthday to all the July birthdays. And in particularly um, those who are celebrating their cancer birth dates. And you can contact us at Nia Center at niacenter at gmail.com. Reach to us for any support um, that you may need, spiritual support, Reiki support. Uh, if you've got some ideas or some different things that you're doing out in the world that you want to promote and, and would like us to advocate, please contact us to talk about how we could best do that, neacenter at gmail.com. Dot com, And uh, we meet um, and, and broadcast Sacred Space Sunday on the first and third Sunday of each month, the first and third Sunday of each month. And so the next Sacred Space Sunday will be August 7th. We will already be into August, August 7th. And I think that um, that's a big weekend for you. We've got some fun stuff going on August 7th, Mark, that weekend. Is that the Beyonce concert? I don't know, Mark. Is it? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I know when my concert is. I won't. Oh, no, that's August six. That's August six. Yeah. So I don't. I. I. I don't know. I. I do have hold of the tickets. So if the time comes, you know what? I got the date wrong. The next Sacred Space Sunday is August six. Yeah, and uh, it right, and so if uh, if the if the date comes along and nobody's walking out the door, believe me, I will. I'll just jump in the car and go. Won't say a word. Come back with a smile on, on my face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything else we, before we move into our mindfulness um, practice of presence? No, no, nothing I can think of. Okay. Uh, current events, anything, any current events? Anything happening in the news this week? Oh, there's always things happening, but that doesn't mean we want to bring that into our energy today. So if there's nothing top of mind, we don't need to force it. You know, what what, what did we hear this morning? You know, uh, only attraction, no assertion. So with that, let's find uh, uh, a contemplative space. And if that's not physically available, it can be mentally available. So take a moment to just become present. If you're walking, if you're driving, if you're sitting, just to become present.
think you can increase the volume on the music, Mark. We don't really hear it. And find your breath, simply noticing it. Not looking to control it, but being very present to the in and out breath. Noticing, is it a shallow breath? Not judging, only noticing. Is it a long breath? Is there an opportunity to relax into the breath? To let go and be the breath? in this moment, in this moment. Let's find ease in the body. Possible raising, slowly pulling back, and gently letting the shoulders fall. Ease in the body. Releasing tension in our fingertips. Any tight curling of the toes, letting it go. Ease in the body. Finding our elbows and just letting them release. In love and appreciation for the important function they play in our body as a connector. Thank you, elbows. Ease in the knees. Ease in the knees. Another critical connector that works so hard to support us. Let us remember, appreciate, and respect our knees. Ease in the knees. And another major connector, sending love to our neck. Just relax appreciation for holding our head, keeping our head 
writing us, sturdying us, supporting us in gratitude for our neck. ease in the body. In this moment, we recognize ease in the body. Even if it's in the midst of other sensations and experiences we would call reality in our body, we find the corners, the crevices, the spaces that represent ease in the body in this moment. Knowing it is the truth of our nature, our foundational being, our eternal self is a reflection of ease translated into this physical form. In this moment, we know it, we receive it, We allow it, we appreciate it. And let's just find a couple of rounds of breath independently as we appreciate the ease in our bodies. And it is with ease and joy that I release this to the action of the law, knowing that all is perfectly unfolding as I am a channel for source and spirit and Mark is a channel for source and spirit. Let our words, our thoughts and deeds be in alignment and a reflection of the one as we share and connect and co-create with all who come in contact with our words and vibrations. And so it is Amen Ashe. So bring yourself back fully into this now. Come back into the now and see all of these lovely comments. 
Mm -hmm. Auntie says she loves summer too, but there's been a great deal of rain and loving the sun mm -hmm. and love and appreciation for the sun. Love and appreciation for Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce all day. Yes, of course. Sure, got your number one, number one Beyonce fan. That's right. According to Instagram, it is definitely Beyonce all day, right? Mm -hmm. And and the fans and, and 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 the numbers. I'm sure the numbers reflect Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce all day, right? All the way to the bank and back. And God morning to you, Latanya Johnson. God morning to all. God morning to all. Yeah. 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 Exciting. I love that posture of presence. So I say that all the time. And I think that sets us up with the right energy to go into our affirmation. Go into our affirmation for today. So today's affirmation, um, we offer that it's an opportunity that if you're watching on screen to take a screenshot, take a picture with your phone and put it someplace, write it down and put it someplace that you can see it throughout the day and every day. Many people do the sticky notes, the sticky notes on your mirror in the bathroom, maybe a sticky note on your refrigerator, you know, places that you're bound to go on a daily and regular basis um, so that you are keeping this not only top of mind, but more importantly, top of heart. And so today's affirmation, um, please repeat it after me. And that could be aloud or to yourself. I attract joy. I attract joy. And joyful situations to me. And joyful situations to me. I attract joy. I attract joy. And joyful situations to me. And joyful situations to me. Yes, yes, yes. Ashe. Yes. Well, Mark, I think that that brings us into your talk for today. Does it not? Let's talk about joy, right? Um, yeah, let's so talk about joy. We've talked about oneness and love in the past and about oneness a couple of weeks ago. And today we wanted to get into joy. And I love the affirmation. I attract joy and joyful situations to me, right? So, you know, I think at the end of the day, you deserve happiness and you deserve joy in your life. Right? But sometimes life seems to get in the way. Using affirmations for joy can help you see the power of the joy and you hold and the joy you have yet to tap into. So what is joy? Uh, according to the Bible, biblical joy is more than a happy feeling. It's a lasting emotion from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises, right? I think of, uh, you know, I was a Bible, you know, summer used to go to vacation Bible school when I was a kid and Sunday school and then song, you sing these songs. And uh, there's one song that's saying, it says, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. And then there was another uh, song that used to say, I got joy, 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 joy down in my where down in my heart, where down in my heart, I got joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. So a lot of songs about joy, right? Uh, and so 
Uh, one of the scriptures I want to draw from today is James uh, chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. And it says, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So the trying of your faith, the trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy. Now, why is joy so important anyway? Right. Well, I would say joy has never been more important. With climate change, name mentioned earlier, uh, political tensions, you know, elections and all those kind of things in the news, the COVID pandemic, uh, job loss, aging, the homeschooling, and other stresses that we've encountered over the past few years. Joy for some may seem like a distant memory. Right? But joy has many benefits. It's five I can think of. One, a stronger immune system. All right. Two, fight stress. Three, it promotes a long life. Four, it boosts your blood flow. And five, makes you healthy. Right. So feeling joy and happiness can actually rewire your brain. The more you feel joy, the more you want joy. And the more you want joy, the more you push aside what is considered negative or low vibration emotions like frustration, disappointment, anger, hatred, or resentment. See, feeling joy more frequently can help you understand those negative emotions better and help you embrace a more objective point of view when something negative happens, right? There's an article in a Healthline Madison magazine written by Dr. Samuels, and he says, smiling can actually trick your brain by elevating your mood, lowering your heart rate, and reducing stress. The smile doesn't have to be based on real emotion because faking it also works, right? So this means that you should be smiling, especially if you're working on affirmations for joy. Even if faking it at first can make a significant impact. So let's try the affirmation again. So please repeat the affirmation after me with a smile. I try joy and joyful situations to me. Now, this reminds me of another scripture. It talks about the fruit of the spirit. It says, this is found in Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So there's no law against joy, right? Now, spirit is another name for God. Right? Spiritual joy from God gives us a sense of the presence of good, showing God's infinite power to govern the lives of men and women. As we learn more that God is all, that God is good, and that there's no power besides God, spiritual joy will be ours more and more, bringing healing and happiness into our lives. Right? Now, at the heart of joy is an unshakable awareness that we possess good from God. Joy is a part of God's kingdom. Harmony, harmony and painless being are spiritual qualities. And expressing joy brings these qualities into our lives. Last year, I watched a movie in one of my classes. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie called Inside Out. It's a Pixar film. right? So it, it basically it narrowed down the human personality into five emotions. Disgust, sadness, anger, fear, and joy. 
And although this film accurately portrayed what it looks like to have all of your feelings working together inside your brain, and it's a psychologically sound film, I think it gets one thing wrong. Spiritually speaking, our joy cannot be lost or forgotten. See, see joy is usually synonymous with happiness. But even in day-to-day -day conversations, we distinguish that happiness and joy are separate. If I describe someone as joyful, that doesn't mean to say that they are happy all the time. It means that there is a joy that flows out of them and reveals its face in the form of happiness. Joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. So what is joy? Uh, so there was a Rick Warren. Warren, he's an author of a book called The Purpose Driven Life, pretty popular book. He's an evangelical, he's a Southern Baptist preacher. Uh, but he gave us this definition of joy. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and determined choice to praise God in every situation. Now, the two parts of his definition that stood out to me are quiet confidence and determined choice. Right? We feel a sense of joy when we praise God and know that he is in control uh, is a daily minute-by-minute -minute choice, right? We can honestly acknowledge that the one in control uh, we when we rest in joy, right? We can honestly acknowledge the one in control when we rest in joy. And so there's another scripture is in John 16, chapter, chapter 16, verse 22. Says, so with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. Right? This passage in John says how no one can take away your joy. It talks of joy as an object of eternal value and everlasting ownership. See, that's what I want. I like the joy rooted so deeply in my heart that nothing can cause it to wake up. That is joy. Joy is a choice. Let joy outpour from you as a confidence in God and his spirit fill you up. You ever feel discouraged? Sometimes feel challenged by some problem, and you may think that we must be give up being joyful and get upset. Uh, the ability to feel and show joy doesn't come from the favorable circumstances of our human lives. It comes from God. So we can't lose joy any more than we can lose God. Let me say that again. We can't lose joy any more than we can lose God. And we're forever in the presence of God. God is all powerful and perfect. Joy as a spiritual quality lasts forever. We always have it. Having joy includes feeling good cheer and vibrant happiness. But joy in its fuller spiritual meaning of expressing God's goodness involves more. It is a deep-rooted, inspired happiness. Uh, there's uh, another scripture that's in Nehemiah. Uh, it's Old Testament book, uh, chapter 8, verses 10. It says, the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? So the Bible says God gives us joy and peace. It tells us that absolute joy comes from God and is ours The joy found in God's presence is a step. It transforms and regenerates us, right? Absolute joy comes from God and is ours forever. See, at the heart of joy is an unshakable awareness that we possess good from God. Joy is a part of God's kingdom. 
harmony and painless being are spiritual qualities and expressing joy brings these qualities into our lives. It may seem like hard work sometimes to feel spiritual, consistent joy. The task gets easier when you recognize that you have the power to govern how you think. See, nothing can take away your knowledge of God or stop you from feeling spiritual joy. You can let this spiritual sense be yours instead of thoughts of discouragement or despair. If it still seems challenging to express joy, you might even need to argue with yourself that you have the power from God to do it. So if you're, you're facing trying times and want to feel the presence of God's healing power instead of discouragement, argue with yourself that you can know the joy God is giving you right now. Don't believe that you have to feel desperate about any problem. All that God gives you is always present, ready for you, your recognition and expression. Right? You will find when you look for the joy that comes from God, you will find it and express it. Greater peace and harmony will follow. The joy God gives you has healing power. And I'll close it with this last scripture. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. That comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 10. Right. So to bring it to our close, the insight plus application equals results. Right? Um, so you can get joy in prayer and worship bringing you closer to God. So there's three things I want you to uh, remember with that. One, rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for us, right? To rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Right? Two, always pray with joy. And three, you might need to shout for joy. And this is, you know, shout, shout for joy, right? Because we can remain joyful even when life gets hard, because we know God is more powerful than any circumstance. All right. I try joy and joyful situations to me. Joy, 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 joy. <laughs> it's joyful to say joy. Even just saying joy is joy. It, it makes you smile, right? Yeah. It has an energy to it. It has an energy to it. You and by saying it and believing it, we attract it to us. So yes, joy, joyful Sunday, joyful Sunday to all, joyful Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever day it is, as as you hear joy. Joy and joyfulness is uh, sent to you in this moment. What stood out to me was that you can't lose joy any more than you can lose God. Right. <laughs> and I thought about it, I was like, man, you can't lose God. You really can't lose God. <laughs> it is your divine nature. It is your essence. Your true self is in a consistent state of joy. And like so many things we talk about on this program, it is up to us to realign, to realign, to reconnect, to remember it. It is there, but sometimes we 
don't have it in our conscious state. Yeah. Sometimes we focus on those situations and circumstances. We focus on the rain, right? Instead of uh, the joy that the crops are green or you'll be able to have some nice corn and different things that will come from the from the soil getting the rain. Right? I was driving by looking at the corn stalks that they have. I mean, they're so like overnight they just grew up. I'm like, man, they're like, like kids. They're sprouting. Yep. Yep. Yes, like Cheryl DC Joy. Yes. Yeah. Uh right, right in the name, right? Name it and claim it. Make it center and focus. Hard to forget yeah. when you call yourself joy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts, comments from our viewers? Please share them in the chat. Share them in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. Um and uh, continue to spread the joy. Thank you for this message, Mark, and thank you for the connection to um, its its spiritual foundation. And like you said, the reminder that it is always available to us. It is who we are. We just need to re-tap into it um, and, and spread it. Yeah. Yeah. One is love and joy. Well, as you might be thinking of your comments, um, remember that you um, can subscribe to our channels. If you're viewing on Twitch, you can subscribe there. Um, you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube and see it. And please reshare the broadcast with your friends and family. And um, let us know any thoughts that you have. We welcome any feedback on how we can continue to improve the program. If there's certain topics or certain speakers, please let us know and continue to follow us on social media. And you can join our Allverse group if you're on Facebook, where we seek to continue to put uplifting content, things that'll make you smile, things that'll bring you joy. That is what Allverse is about. Any type of verse in all forms that brings you joy. And our podcast, our podcast, you can re-listen as you are driving to work if you're back to commuting. Return to office is a serious thing. So many have returned to office. And so you can listen to our podcast to uh, start your day and set that uh, right intention, that intention of joy and ease. And that is Nia Center's Engage, Educate, Empower. Nia Center's Engage, Educate, Empower. And you can find that wherever you consume um, podcasts. So we got a comment. When God puts me in very hard circumstances, it's hard to remember to be joyful. I actually thought about you when I was putting this talk together, Keisha, uh, delivering it today. Um, yeah, I, I get that, right? Are you facing trying times and, and how are, you know, and maybe that's where a good argument with yourself will come in because all that God gives you is always present, ready for your recognition and expression, right? You will find that when you look for joy that comes from God, you will find it and express it and greater peace and harmony will follow so uh it's, it can be a challenge and sometimes we got to just tell ourselves to get out of our, our what do they call it? Our, our stinking thinking <laughs> uh, uh yeah good scripture to put up now right <laughs> go ahead yeah and you know here uh, this particular scripture reminds me of the the adage of you know 
Joy comes mm-hmm. in the morning. And so people may simply associate that with, well, that assumes when I go to sleep at night, Joy's going to come in the morning where I woke up this morning and my situation had not changed. Well, Joy comes in the morning is the morning, meaning, and this till sh- too shall pass. And um, for some, that might be seconds, minutes, days, weeks, months, and this too shall pass. And so it is it is looking for those moments um, to get to the next moment, to persevere. And I do believe that there is a way, even in the most trying of circumstances, that you can acknowledge what is as being what it is and experiencing your experience, whatever emotion that is, and also make an active and intentional thought of, yeah, right now I'm feeling angry. Right now I'm feeling sad. Not I am because it is not who you are. Remember, joy is who you are. Peace, love, that's who you are. But you could be feeling, and we do feel various emotions. But the offer is not to confuse and conflate an emotion that you're feeling in a moment due to a circumstance that is present in a moment with who you are. It's not who you are. It is simply what you are experiencing in this moment. And so just remembering, yes, grief, anger, frustration, sadness, just ambivalence, whatever that feeling may be. But at the same time, just know, taking an opportunity to know that I am joy, love, ease, and peace. And in this moment, I am experiencing these other emotions as well. Just create some space and remind yourself of of who you are and what is also present with you, even if there's some other emotions active at that same time. No denial, just acknowledge an additional inclusion. Says the testing your of your faith produces endurance, right? Uh, and talked about how endurance is something we should embrace, right? Actually, the whole the scripture, the full scripture says um, produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be, be mature and complete, lacking in nothing, right? And so endurance. What what is the saying? This kid it builds character. These things build character. So that's what endurance is, right? Is that building character uh, to completeness, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, when you go through these, once you come through it, you're like, I can go through anything. I, I, I got through that. I know I can get through this other thing. This is true. And it is, you know, but sometimes as you come in new things, it's hard to relate them back to bad things. But, you know, and I, and I, again, don't want to diminish this comment that, you know, in the midst of things that um, the, you know, and we know circumstances are not who we are and circumstances don't define us. But uh, to the extent that we continue to focus on the circumstances, as we talked about last Sacred Space Sunday, the law does come into play and the more focus on it does reinforce it and have it um, continue. So how do you, in the midst of the circumstance, pull yourself out enough so that you're not reinforcing the circumstance that you want to get away from? And so when you can't remember, this is why we have spiritual tools. This is why we have rituals and practices, something 
something that is not you that reminds you in regardless of your circumstances and situation of what's going on. This is why spiritual tools and practices are so important. This is why we do Sacred Space Sunday, because when you don't remember, we can remind you. This is why these things are so critical. This is why it is important to surround yourself with people who are uplifting and who will lovingly, caringly, as appropriate, be just by their very presence and model. It doesn't mean that they're wagging their finger at you or telling you or showing you what you need to do. Just who they are and their very nature and the way they live their lives is a reminder to you of who you are and what's possible. And so these are the things that you can do and that we would offer that each of one of us seek to do because yes, sometimes in the midst of the things, you yourself can't do it. And this is why you need some other resources and, and, and tools around you to support you in that remembering. Yeah. Yeah, affirmations is another tool, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Affirmations, right? That's why we do the affirmations. That's why we have the mindfulness posture of presence. It is to, you know, support by providing these spaces to reactivate, to remember, to reconnect, to realign, to readjust back to our spiritual alignment meter, our SAM, so that we are in alignment, so that we get back to that joy that is our nature. Yes, and this too shall pass. Yeah. And it will be it will because of universal balance. We can't have one without the other. The dark and the light don't share the same spaces. So this too shall pass. And I'll focus on the light until I'm through the show. Great perspective, Monty. Thank um, you. Thank you for that yeah. share. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for that share. Thank everyone for the shares. Yes, these are powerful and so important. And it is through our conversation and engagement, right, that we extend the conversation to reach the spaces and places. Um, this is why we say this is a space for co-creation, uh, because it is us coming together and our energies coming together that has us having the conversation that somebody somewhere needs to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, joy is, is a powerful thing, right? We we figure it out how to embrace it and are reminded that it is it's forever present and available to us uh, to tap into. Uh, I think it'd be, it could be very freeing, all right, because um, it can help you to rise above the situation and the circumstances that you seem to be present uh, and show that there's something that's greater. Uh, and then the feeling that comes on the other side of joy. Um, like I said, joy and happiness aren't the same thing. I thought that was interesting because they aren't the same. We use them interchangeably sometimes, but they really aren't the same thing, you know. Uh, just because you're joy, you have joy doesn't mean that you're happy. So you're not maybe happy about this circumstance, but you can't have joy through it, right? Um, uh, well, with that, you want to send us into a joyful closing prayer? <laughs> Absolutely. So, dear Lord, thank you for your joy. Thank you for your everlasting power, your presence, uh, your omnipotence, your omnipresence. Um, you know that you know all, you're all powerful, all knowing, all seeing, all hearing, all feeling. We know that whatever it is that we're facing in life, Lord, that you're there with us to carry us through it 
Lord, to go through it for us, uh, as us, with us. Lord, that with you, all things are possible. You know, as stated in the comments, um, you're the light, right? We know that light, you uh, said, and let there be light. And there was, right? And listen, darkness, so we can claim a different victory, a different circumstance to be, and it will come to pass. We thank you for that attraction. We thank you for that confirmation. We thank you for those that may not be feeling joy or feeling challenged with how to, to experience joy. We thank you for maybe opening their ears and sharing something with them and opening their heart to lift their burden or to allow them to see a light in the tone of his joy. Uh, Lord, allow them to see a pathway towards joy, towards uh, a, a healthier, uh, more vibrant life that you have for us. We know that all things work together for our good uh, and that everything, not just something, but all things work together. We trust and believe and stand on that. And we thank you for all that you have done and that you will do to carry us forward these next few weeks. Uh, going with us as we wrap this summer. We thank you for complete healing for our auntie and her knee. Uh, for the, uh, those who are on that, that may be having any kind of physical illness, so we thank you for deliverance from those. In your name we pray. Amen. So, Ashe, and so it is. You track joy if you project joy. <laughs> hey, Cheryl, this is your amen, RT. Amen and amen. And so we send you with oneness, love, and joy into this period and hope to see you again soon. Um, inshallah, on uh, sacred. Yes, ma'am, joyful. Joyful Jedi, the joyful Jedi. Yes, 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 exactly. The Jedi Queen, the joyful Jedi Queen, that's for sure. We love you all and we will see you soon. Bye bye.